0: The miraculous has become commonplace in college football. If you didn't catch it on Thursday, you could have found it on Friday. And if you missed it on Friday, you just had to wait till Saturday night. We'll get to all that and a lot more on this miraculous, not miraculous, edition of Sixth Year Seniors.
1: Come after me.
0: I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm tired of losing to Purdue.
1: I'm not here for round this week. That's why I got a college student. That's why I was an All-American in Michigan. I heard you call my different names all over
0: the world. But it's all the same. It's division. The- I could give a shit about North Carolina right now.
1: Mikey, how you doing? I told you off the air, like our boy in Laramie, Wyoming. I'm hurt. I'm not injured. (laughs) I'm hurt.
0: You need a miracle at this point?
1: I'm, I'm playing through the pain, but we'll be all right. We'll make it. It's been a long week hell of a weekend of college football. Good stuff. We'll see what we got.
0: Well, you know, Jim Cornette always says, if you have multiple Giants, you don't have any Giants at all. And that's uh, that's kind of the way this week in college football went. When you
1: have too many miracles, do you really have miracles? I, I, t- I told you last week, two weeks ago, whatever it was, this is the the margin in which college football is great, is where, you know, you've got the athleticism to make great stuff happen, but it's not it's not streamlined and packaged and canned and like the NFL is. So, so this is where you can get great stuff like this to happen. And it happened in abundance this weekend.
0: So let's start with Thursday. Houston seemed to have victory for 58 minutes before West Virginia thought they had a game stolen on a long pass and some bad tackling. Uh-huh. Only to have Houston Come back and win the game with a Hail Mary tip pass. Houston, 41, West Virginia, 39. Knocking the Mountaineers out of the land of
1: unbeaten in the Big 12. It was only a matter of time for that to happen anyway. But uh, the fact that it took this kind of crazy finish to do it, I guess is a testament to the grittiness of the Mountaineers that, they, that it took this to, to knock them off. They're not a threat. They haven't been a threat to, to Texas or Oklahoma. But uh it was it was fun while it lasted. But my god, what a finish. I mean it was just back to back haymakers, just like that. Blake and you missed it. So West Virginia took the lead, just
0: twelve seconds left when Garrett Green found Hudson Clement over the middle, and then just some awful tackling by Houston defensive backs allowed Clement to get into the end zone. And that was on fourth and ten.
1: Yeah. They were just looking for field goal range, and they get a touchdown out of it. I saw that touchdown, and I turned the game off. Oh, no. Yeah. I I saw them take the lead, and I turned the game off, and then I went back. And that's why I shot you the message. I was like, wait, what? Yeah.
0: See, being a degenerate who had Houston plus three, I was going to sit it out and watch my bet lose after having been winning it for 59 minutes. Tear up the ticket, the whole
1: smash, yep. But
0: Green gets called for an unsportsmanlike penalty, backs West Virginia up to the 20 where they kick off, gives Houston possession at the 40. They do one quick out to get to midfield, and then the first miracle of the weekend happens. The Houston quarterback, Donovan Smith, heaves it downfield, and Joseph Manjack, their tight end, actually gets up into the air in the end zone and tips it back toward the field of play, where just so happens Stefan Johnson is in the right place at the right time, catches it at about his thighs, and walks into the end zone.
1: Stupid finish.
0: The, the interesting thing is, if you watch the replay, Johnson got tripped up at about the three-yard line, and he kind of stumbled. And then yeah. caught his balance. I think that stumble was enough to make his defender ignore him. And that's what gave him the room to be able to catch that ball. But a great job of Manjack. Tipping it in the right direction. Getting it back up in the air rather than knocking it down. Which we'll talk
1: about in a second.
0: Oh, yes. Yes, I, I agree with you. I, I think there's got to be a new way. Knock it down is not the right
1: terminology anymore. Catch the ball. That, that's how you, that's how you keep it from happening if you're a defender if you catch the ball. Oh, uh, no, oh no! There are no I'm, shenanigans.
0: I'm thinking tip it out the back of the end zone.
1: Yeah, just yeah, just sling it as far as you can backwards. Yeah, yeah. It, just, don't just, yeah. yeah, don't tip like it a, back to
0: the field of play. Tip it out of the end zone.
1: Like a volleyball. Exactly. Yeah, just as hard as you can. Yeah.
0: So that was Thursday, and and by the way, Houston does get the. They deserve a cheap victory against the spread. <laughs> but then on Friday, and I turned this game off not once, but twice. <laughs> Stanford defeats Colorado 46-43 after going down 29 nothing at halftime. It is the fourth largest comeback in the Pac-12. Stanford's largest comeback ever and Colorado's largest blown lead in history. I how many records of largest change has Deion Sanders Colorado Buffalo team
1: broken this year? More whatever the total was, it's gone over, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> I th- uh, this is it's a classic example of why his teams are To show that his teams are highly undisciplined.
1: Travis Hunter, is he going to play offense or is he going to play defense? Because coming off the injury, you can't play him to death both sides of the ball. And it seems like that's what kind of happened.
0: I think he must play defense for Colorado. They have enough offensive weapons. And their defensive backfield and defense as a whole is awful. Yeah. And, And yeah, Hunter can't play both ways. Uh, you saw at, at I think it was at the end of the half the Stanford receiver who caught the ball off the Colorado guy's back of his helmet. That yeah, was that was Hunter. The, who did, who yeah, was exactly. Off
1: of. Yeah, that was the that was the game tying or if it was tying, but it got him back within where they like, could kick the field goal at the end. Yeah, It was the end of the second half.
0: Okay, so so I think that was after he got his bell rung on offense, and it wouldn't surprise me if Hunter's got a concussion right now. Like he took a hard hit on a, on a catch, either in the end zone or near the end zone. And I believe it happened before he gave up that touchdown. How many yards did the kid have for Stanford? I was a bunch. Bob oh, Ayo a- Menor? A- a- yeah. Uh, 294 yards. Oh and the crazy God. thing was, he was held without a
1: catch in the first half. Yeah. Absolutely bonkers. Stanford looked like they didn't belong on the field in the first half. They they looked pathetic. It was awful. Colorado got whatever they wanted in the first half. We're cracking jokes at the bar. Like, you know, Stanford, you know, Stanford looks like a bunch of kids who got into Stanford. That's what they were playing like. Yeah, exactly.
0: In fact, I I said this about Travis Hunter to a friend. I said, you realize Travis Hunter had that happen to him by a guy who's probably going to be a macro physicist in six years.
1: Yeah, exactly. Can't let that happen. Hey, so, again, it, all this happened so late, I went to bed. Did Dion blow the overtime possession game again? Did, did he, did they give?
0: Yeah, you know, that's a good question, and I don't know, because, uh, like I said, I turned it off twice. I turned it off at halftime, and then I checked it, and it was 29-26, to 26. And I'm like, oh, damn, Stanford's making a comeback. And just as I flipped it back on, Colorado scored again to make it 36-26. I'm like, ah, f- screw it. I At that point, the game went over. As Brent Musburger says, the game's officially yeah. over. I turned it off again and said, no, no, Stanford did as best as they could. I wake up on Saturday morning, and all I hear on sports radio is – how awful Colorado
1: is because
0: they blew this lead and lost to Stanford and I'm like, wait what?
1: <laughs> yeah, I could not believe that when I woke up because it was 29 nothing when 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 I shut it off and then saw all the, the shenanigans the next day. yeah that totally Colorado's not going to a bowl now, right? It's gonna be tough.
0: I, I see them now finishing five and seven and yeah. that's if they beat Arizona. they're gonna have to upset somebody big now. The rest of their schedule, they've got a buy this week, and I'm not sure that that's going to help them or hurt them. After that bye, they are at UCLA, they host Oregon State, they host Arizona,
1: they're at Washington State, and they're at Utah.
0: I do you see two wins
1: there? Maybe they can beat Arizona, and maybe if Utah's still banged up, I don't know.
0: It, by the end of the year, they're gonna they're gonna get Cam Rising back. Apparently, it's that Rising feels fine,
1: but his doctor won't clear him. It's almost like at this point, why just just sit it out and take a red shirt here if you have to?
0: Well, at that point, though, would you take a red shirt or would you just go pro?
1: I don't know. Is anybody going to take him? I don't know.
0: Yeah, I I think he's pro-worthy. I I guess it depends on whether he's going to be a macro-physicist in six years or not. (laughs) he went to texas how smart can he be
1: uh fair point
0: (laughs) and and actually we'll we'll talk more about utah later because they had an interesting situation in their game against cal this week but yeah i i can't see colorado getting to a bowl which might actually make the whole Deion sanders colorado thing more interesting long term because if he doesn't make a bowl Next year, he plays the, quote, disrespect card because people don't respect us because we didn't make a bowl. I mean, I don't understand the whole concept. But, you know, he'll use that, right?
1: Nobody believed in us. Right, nobody believes in us because
0: you went 5-7 and and you lose games like this. That's why nobody believes in you.
1: Well, except for the fact that nobody believed in uh, the Georgia Bulldogs last year either.
0: Yeah, right, even though they're favorite
1: in every game by double digits yeah sure
0: but so if they don't make a bowl game this year then he can use that disrespect card next year and then when they make a bowl game then he can use the disrespect card again when they try to win well they won't be winning the pac-12 title they'll be winning the big 12 title or whatever the hell it'll be at that point but it, he'll have another year of being able to claim disrespect and i think that's the key and then of course he'll leave for another school When Shador goes pro and Colorado will be in shambles again. And that's the gig. Everybody's talking about, oh, Dion can recruit Dion. But can he really recruit when kids probably know he's not going to be at Colorado by the time they're a
1: sophomore? They don't care. They can go to the transfer portal. But why would they go to Colorado in the first place? To hang out with Dion for a year. Okay, maybe. And then and, and then I can go to the transfer portal. I can follow I can follow Coach Prime wherever he goes. No, because he's going pro. He's becoming the quarterback coach of whatever NFL
0: team drafts
1: your door. No, well, then I can go to wherever the hell else I want. Then I can put my NIL up for the highest bidder.
0: Okay, and then the, uh, the guy who's now on fraud charges in Miami offers you $5 million and then takes it away. You're such a pessimist. I I just have a feeling the NIL business model is going to come crashing down in a few years.
1: The NIL business model, this is a whole different podcast. I don't think that NIL is making as big a deal as people want to say. It's out there and it's good. That's fantastic. I don't think it is the game changer that people want to make it. I think the transfer portal is absolutely the game changer.
0: Yes, totally agree with that. Yes. I think that the NIL is actually changing the game outside of college football and college basketball. I think it's changing the game for women's
1: sports more than it is men's. We've had this conversation before, and and I am not of the health right now to have this conversation.
0: (laughs) Okay, let, let me just throw this one at you. Did you see that Haley Cavender has filed for the transfer portal, but Hannah has not?
1: Oh oh my goodness! Did 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 that break on TikTok?
0: I no, I actually saw it on ESPN.
1: Ooh! Oh no, no! no. I'll bet you Vanini's all over that beat on the Athletic.
0: uh, No, I bet I saw it on Fox because they mentioned that both of them are going to spend this year in the WWE.
1: That's that's nice.
0: So I I, I'll bet you right now that about. August of 2024, Hannah and Haley's tag team will break up and they'll have a loser leave town match that Haley will lose so that she can go play basketball while Hannah continues being a pro wrestler. Call it it right now.
1: We're blurring the lines between work and shoot here. I I can't (laughs) can't deal with this shit. My brain is too foggy right now to be able to, to, to do all the math on that. Look what you're doing.
0: All right, well, in that case, let's try to unfog your brain with this. Colorado State, 31. Jesus
1: Christ, no.
0: (laughs) Boise, 30. One more Hail Mary late
1: on Saturday night. So let me tell you how this played out. We were in Boise for the weekend. The boy and his very serious girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, be, be careful with that terminology, man. Yeah, um... Their parent, her parents, invited us over to the house to watch the Boise game. Up on Sunrise Rim, overlooking the mountains, beautiful night. Oh man, it was just picture perfect. We got the we got burgers, jalapeno poppers on the grill. We got shrimp coming off the grill. They 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 treated us like royalty. It was fantastic. So so he really We're, scored up. Apparently, he did all right. He did all right. We're flipping back and forth between the Boise game, and the Carolina game. Anyway, the Carolina game finally ends. Boise, you know, str- kind of struggles, sluggish through the first half, but they're they're up fourteen nothing. They get up seventeen nothing, and you know, th- finally, you know, the fourth quarter comes around, and Genty scores again, and Boise's up thirty to ten. And we're like, we're looking at the clock. It's like, oh man, you know, we got to be at the airport at five fifteen in the morning. It's uh, it's getting late. We're gonna you know, Boise scores. We're gonna call it a night. By the time we got back downtown, which is about, we stopped for gas. It was about a 15-minute trek to get back downtown, where, where we were from. I get the text from the boy as I'm walking into the hotel room. He didn't say what had happened, but I could tell by the uh, the language he chose to uh, deploy in the text message that it was not good. <laughs> Pulled up the score and saw the fi- I saw it was a final. And I was like, oh my God, what the hell happened? I haven't seen. It. I've seen the. I've seen the final play. I didn't see anything else. What the hell happened? Well, actually, I didn't see much else either because by
0: that point, I was watching a late night get back. But apparently, Colorado State scored with four o two to go to get within thirty to seventeen. So
1: it was five. There were five minutes left when we walked out of the
0: house. Okay. Yeah. So Colorado State had the ball at that point. Yep. But they were down by 20 points for crying out. Yeah, exactly. It's over. Yeah. So they score with 402 to go. The key was they recovered the onside kick. They scored another touchdown with 153 left. Then here's the shocker. They hold Boise on three downs and get the ball back with 32 seconds left. Now, this is a team that had a running back who'd gained 212 yards
1: during the game, and he couldn't pick up one first down? I saw somebody made a note that, I don't know if it was the defense, I guess they pulled the defensive starters when they gave up the touchdowns? I don't, I don't know. It's, yeah, and then, and then, you know, yeah, Genty goes for 212 and can't get a first down in the, on the final possession. It, it makes no sense. So anyway, Colorado State gets the ball back, 32
0: seconds left. They get down to the 33-yard line because uh, Tory, H- Tory Horton caught a nice 44-yarder to get them that far. So 33 yards away, they Shoot. hail Mary it into the end zone. And once again, it's in a perfect spot. And I think it was a Boise kid this time who knocked the ball down and knocked it right into Dallin H- Holker's hands. And unfortunately, Dallin Holker plays for Colorado State.
1: They played it exactly how it's caught. They tell you to knock it down. He spiked it to the ground with two hands, and the Colorado State kid just happened to be diving right there. Yep. At the time, the ball literally went right to him. You play it like that 100 times, and 99 times the pass is incomplete. And
0: there was a great example of if he had swatted it backward no or, or just to the to left.
1: They're they're along the left. They're they're along the right hand sideline. There, just knock it out of bounds. Yeah, there just you let, go. Just knock yeah, it go, to the left. Go to, go to yeah. the left. Go backward. You know, just don't knock it where there's players. Yeah, I mean, you, you could have spiked it down. It could have hit off somebody's helmet, bounced back up. You know, in this case, it went right to the kid. Brutal, brutal loss for Boise State. The Broncos have some uh, philosophical decisions that they need to make right now cuz it's uh it's it's getting out of control in potato land. Yeah,
0: that's a that's a bad loss for them. It's it's not it's not season ending because the two teams that have zero losses, I UNLV much like West Virginia, I don't think is going to hang on and be a contender by the end of the year. Could be wrong but the second second place is definitely still up for grabs in the mountain
1: West are they gonna are, are they gonna beat Air Force or Wyoming I have my doubts I don't know if they can beat Air Force but yes I think they can beat Wyoming we'll see what happens I know Wyoming does have to come over to Boise but it's a it, it, it's it's a it's a mess for for the Broncos right now so there you are miracle
0: after miracle after miracle all in one weekend and that is overshadowed the two big games that were supposed to be the highlight of the week and it wasn't like those two games were bad in fact the washington oregon game was fantastic
1: well i was gonna say i don't i don't think those three games overshadowed washington oregon washington oregon was the game game of the year to date uh, it was better than the red river shootout the uh, the atmosphere there at seattle was unbelievable the haymakers each side he had weird coaching decisions. Lanning's decision to go for the uh, the touchdown at the end of the half wound up being just devastating in the big scheme of things. They went for the they I thought they rightfully went for the fourth down and the kill there at midfield late. I didn't like the play call, but I thought it was the right decision to go for it and try to because if they convert the first down, the game's over.
0: Yeah, in fact, I was going to you know, ask you about that, so I'm, I'm glad you brought it up because it was just last week that you were land based in Texas for kicking a
1: field goal rather than going for the kill shot. Go for the kill. If you if, if, the, if the if the if it sets up right, you go for the kill shot. And yes, it did it didn't quote unquote work out for landing on that one. Uh, it wouldn't have mattered because if they would have punted, one, they weren't kicking a field goal from, from that distance. They would have had to punt it away. Even if you pin. Even if you pin Washington back, say, at the 10. They probably still would have scored. They're still going <laughs> to score. The biggest mistake in the final set of the game there was Washington snapped the ball with, like, 35 seconds on the play clock on the touchdown pass. Why are you not running that clock down? You're in You're in the red zone at that point. Burn the clock as much as you can. At least run out that sequence of the play clock, even if you score the touchdown. There's a minute left, not a minute and... You know, a minute and a half left. So you know, at least make Oregon have to work for a little bit. Almost cost because Oregon had, Oregon had enough time to go down, go down, and uh, I don't think they, I don't think they wound up taking any shots at the end zone. But they had, they could have taken a shot at the end zone, and then of course the uh, they line up for the the game tying field goal that looked good for about ninety percent of the way, and then it drifted right at the very last second.
0: Man, that was. That, that was heartbreaking for a certain Oregon fan who happened to be sitting at the next table to me
1: at the brew pub I was at at the moment. Yeah, you said you, you, you said that was an interesting, uh, interesting <laughs> afternoon. Uh, uh,
0: I, this guy wasn't real annoying, but he was definitely an Oregon fan. I think he might have been an Oregon alum. Young kid. I, I don't think there was any gambling money on the game for him. He was just an Oregon fan, which, which kind of made it cool. And we were having, you know, we were having good back and forth between us. But when Oregon missed that field goal, he simply slammed down his empty beer cup into other empty beer cups and walked right out the door, leaving his, again, terminology, girlfriend fiance, I don't know, member of the opposite sex, just standing there. He was not a happy camper.
1: Oh man.
0: And the coolest thing, even though we pushed our mortgage bet, and we'll talk about our mortgage bets on on Wednesday, my buddy got me minus two and a half. Oh, nice. So I cashed that one personally, which is the second time this year, the second time in a couple of weeks that I've gotten a hook or had a hook taken away that helped me win a bet. So very, very nice.
1: Shop your numbers when you can. Oh
0: yeah, oh yeah. It, it was the Notre Dame Duke game. Yeah, yeah. Where where I had Duke plus three and a half, and gotcha. I thought I had pushed until what, two hours after the game and rechecked my tickets. Yes. Always try to get the best number available. Speaking of Notre Dame, oh, well, actually, let, let's let's keep going with Washington Oregon here because fantastic game, offensive masterpiece. Six lead changes in that game. Both Pennix and Knicks throw for 300 yards. And both receivers, Orduniaz and Troy Franklin, go crazy as well. It's
1: a hell of a game. Hell of a game.
0: Possible rematch later? Possibly. Possibly. I, I, now that we've seen what Utah and USC are doing, I'd say Washington and Oregon are the two best teams in the, in the Pac-12 right now. Although we still have to root for Oregon State and Washington State, right?
1: Yeah, but we saw what went down with devs this weekend. Yeah, th- um, there's hope. There's hope. Yeah. I, I, sign me up for a Washington-Oregon rematch. I just hate that if there is a rematch, much like Texas-Oklahoma, it takes away from this one.
0: No, I'm not sure it takes away from the regular season. It just it sets up another notch above. We'll see. Well, so the other game was Notre Dame and USC, and it was not much of a game. Notre Dame pretty much destroyed USC, 48-20. Xavier Watts single-handedly probably kept Caleb Williams from winning the Heisman Trophy for a second time. <laughs> think. Intercepted him twice. Then he returns a fumble for a touchdown and forced a fumble at the end of the game. Hey, Xavier Watts, let's get him to New York.
1: There were some WCW production values on the uh on, on the return fumble for a touchdown. They uh the NBC broadcast had that as a as a USC score and it had all the graphics and the Oh no, did they? Yeah, it was bad. It was real bad. But yeah, uh USC looked like trash. Hartman lit them up. As we've talked about the last few weeks, Notre Dame's path to the playoffs is still very very constricted because of that lost Ohio State. But if they keep winning and some other things happen, they can at least be a a factor going down the stretch, but it's, it's, it's still a, they're still boxed in right now.
0: See, and here's where USC can make life hard on the rest of the Pac-12, because if USC happens to win the Pac-12,
1: then
0: they're not getting in because Ohio state greater than Notre Dame, greater than USC.
1: Absolutely. USC has got to figure out that defense. They've got to figure out that defense is not good at all. No, it's what absolutely do you think, not. What do you, think, what do you think Washington and Oregon are going to do to that USC defense? Although I don't think they play one of them, do they? Uh, I
0: think they do not play Washington. Let me check it here. Monkeys in the truck. Fill them in. No, they do play them both on back-to-back mm. weekends, November 4th and November 11th. Oh, God. They host Washington, and then they're at Oregon, and that's right before UCLA.
1: Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. The the defense gives up more than hundred points combined in those games.
0: Oh, I don't think that's that's even a question. You you're probably taking negative money to make that bet. Probably right. <laughs> the question is is do they give up fifty against Cal the week
1: before? They're not if they give up fifty to, to Cal, there are bigger, bigger problems afloat. Cal's got a decent freshman quarterback.
0: Don't be surprised if California can like them up for at least 30 at
1: least 30 uh, 30 i'll buy they ain't getting they ain't sniffing 50 though well that's in two weeks so we'll see did this
0: ruin caleb williams heisman trophy run can he come back from this
1: it's a bad look it's a big time game he's got to show up for it and uh was not up to you take this versus what you saw in seattle with bo Nicks and especially michael Penix, who is the heisman trophy favorite right now He's a clear tier behind. I'm not saying it's ruining him. There's still season to be played. He could go off and ball out of control and win both of those games against uh, Oregon and Washington, and he's right back in the mix. So it's not over, but right now, mid-season, you know, positioning, he's definitely a step behind. So if Caleb Williams doesn't get
0: a chance to go back to New York for the Heisman Trophy presentation, he might want
1: to go on vacation. If he wanted to do that, who might he call? He should call our girl Wendy Parader at Magical Journeys Travel. Whether you want to do Disney, Universal, all-inclusives, get on a boat for a week and just get away from everything, hit up Wendy. She'll take care of you. Tell you where you need to go, who you, who you need to who you need to see, where you need to go, when you need to do it, all that stuff. Custom-made itineraries for you and your traveling crew. What you need, what you don't need, all that stuff. She's on. Social media, WP magic journeys on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. Uh, she's at it though. She does not do the TikToks. I was joking about the TikTok earlier. She does not do the TikToks. Not oh, able.
0: come on. We we need Wendy to do some TikTok dances or something.
1: TikTok is awful. It's horrible. Get it all the way out of here. The but Chinese government of...
0: would want to see Wendy doing TikTok dances. Let's put it that way.
1: Exactly. Yeah, we well, yeah, we're not doing yeah, we're not <laughs> we're not doing the TikTok dances, <laughs> but there's well, not the same or, you or, could...
0: or, 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 or is the uh, is it Nissan the Heisman Heisman House?
1: The Heisman gonna House. Do the
0: yes. T- we're gonna do the
1: <laughs> You can go on all the vacations you want and do your TikTok dance if you book your next trip with Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys Travel. She makes the plans, you make the memories.
0: I can tell you're struggling to get through that. How you feeling, Mikey?
1: I'm gassed, man. I am freaking gassed. I have not slept in my bed in a week. Tonight will be the I'm sleeping in my bed tonight, and I won't sleep in my bed again for another week. So it, it's just that's how it is right now. It's the it's the shoot job blues. It's the fall. It's college foot. I, I I am I am right now. I am living on college football and caffeine. That's what I, that's, that's what's carrying me through. There's and by the way, there's your episode title for you right there. College football, um, and, college caffeine. football and caffeine. That's what we're doing. That's what's carried me through this. I'm going to Vegas tomorrow. We may we might make some plays while while we're you know killing some time in Vegas before we head down to the to, to the shoot. Uh, we'll see what happens. But yeah, college football and caffeine. We just talked about five games up top. Four of them delivered in spades. There was some good stuff on the undercard too.
0: Well, true. But before we get to spades, I was actually trying to. To weave you into the health thing. Uh,
1: I, I see. Yeah, I'm not there.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah scroll scroll down on the format sheet, Mikey. Come on. Come on. I'm looking right at it. And my brain's not functioning. So, <laughs> Stick with us. We're moving a little fast. Dr. Harry Edwards, now 80. And if you don't know who Dr. Harry Edwards is, please do a Google. One of the greatest social activists in sports history. It was reported last week that he has terminal bone cancer, Uh, he's not taking treatment, and he has accepted his upcoming death. Damn. The obituaries for Dr. Edwards when he passes away are going to be phenomenal. This man did so much work in the last 60 years of his life that most anybody pales in comparison. And frankly, I don't think he gets the the kudos that he deserves uh, just because he's so controversial in what he does, because a lot of the work he does involves trying to uplift black and female athletes. I, we, we don't have time to talk about Harry, Dr. Harry Edwards. I know I used to joke that uh, Trevor Lawrence was, was actually uh, you know, Trevor Edwards or whatever the joke was a couple of years ago. Uh, that's right i i think it was during the covid time wasn't it and trevor was trying to be mr covid
1: something like uh, that. i i, I, I don't that. i don't
0: recall now but if you are compared to dr harry edwards in any way shape or form consider it the grandest the grandest of comparisons because this man is a legend and when he is gone it's it's going to be headline making news and even then, I don't think they'll properly send him off because he's done so much that it's going to
1: have to be a novel of an obituary. I just remember him. I, I just remember his conversations with Dick Shap on ESPN back in the day. They were just just two pros shooting it, and he was great. He was fantastic. You're right. You know, a, a, a novel won't do it enough.
0: Yeah, it, Jim Brown, Muhammad Ali, of course, Tommy Smith, and. Um, Dear God, I'm blanking on the other runner in Mexico City. Uh, John Carlos. But the the, the, John Carlos, thank you. Uh, You know the black glove salutes. Uh, That was '68. I mean, that was 55 years ago, and he was being an activist at San Jose State even before then. So when I say 60 years, I mean that's probably right there, if not longer. Yeah. So uh, take your time. Google Dr. Harry Edwards. And and if you don't know who he is and don't know what all he's done, please take a good read. Absolutely. So now, talking about games disappointed, we're back on points on a pole in the oh, Big Ten. Iowa wins again without getting close to 25 points. They beat Wisconsin
1: 15-6. to six. Where does this put points on a pole now? Uh, they got to average over 30 points a game now. They still need one more win to break the wins barrier. They uh, haven't scored 30 now. points all season. No, no, it's, it, it's over. We, we've we banged on Iowa's passing offense, and Cade McNamara got hurt, obviously, you know, unfortunately. there. Have you looked at their rushing stats the last two games? Oh, yeah.
0: they, they, they They've, Each game, they have had one long run, and the rest of it is
1: just horrid. They they had an 82-yard run for a touchdown this game. I believe it was a 67-yard run in the last game. And I think be, be, you take those two runs out, they're averaging less than three yards per carry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, we're talking Mississippi State yardage
1: here. This is brutal. And, and keep in mind, Iowa scored 15 points and won the damn game as a 10-point dog. Jesus. I, under, the under, easily, easily hit Iowa, the double-digit dog. I told you, if were, there were not enough points in this game for either team to be getting double-digit <laughs> points. The math does not add up. Iowa wins. Iowa's going to win the Big Ten West. This is a joke.
0: You're right. I mean, Iowa could have been held scoreless and covered the spread. <laughs> yeah. My God. God, Wisconsin outgained Iowa by 97 yards, but they committed a couple of turnovers and they were two for 17 on third down. And you go, oh, my God, that's awful. But Iowa was one for nine on third down. Doing your math, that's three for 26. Boy, that's an entertaining football game.
1: You know, one would think that, oh my God, Iowa's doing, you know, they're able to win all these games and they can't score, the, you know, can't, can't score any points. The, the defensive coordinator must be a mad genius. I don't see like, you know, the SEC schools fork it over you know, millions of dollars to go get the Iowa defensive coordinator. How bad is their schedule for God's sake? They played one good team all season and Penn State smoked them. It, it's, it's truly
0: horrible. The 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 Big Ten West is just god awful.
1: Thank goodness they're
0: adding four teams from the Pac twelve. They need to put them all in the
1: West. Yeah, if they were still doing the divisions, yeah, at least it would give them some talent out there. My <laughs> God, but no, we can't. We're gonna bust up the we're gonna bust up the Big Ten West once we add teams in the Big Ten that would be in the Big Ten West that would actually you know, raise the the profile of the division. We joked all these years about the ACC Coastal. The Big Ten West is a joke, and it's always been a joke, and nobody's bothered to admit it.
0: I, I had to look this up because I didn't do it earlier. Oh man, okay, I'm I'm bummed. ESPN doesn't have punts in the team stats. I, I wanted to find out how many times they punted, considering. Okay, I wonder what I looked at here because now I'm seeing the third down efficiencies. Iowa was four for seventeen. Wisconsin was two of seventeen, but still that's
1: six for thirty four. Iowa punted ten times for an average of fifty-one yards, by the way. My God. How many Wisconsin times did Wisconsin punted punt? Eight, Wisconsin punted eight times for an average of forty three yards. They almost punted more
0: times than points
1: scored. Oh my god, you're not wrong. Holy crap. We didn't have we didn't have that on the uh yeah, that was another bingo card. Number watch. of things versus versus points. Yeah. We're going to have to do that
0: for the, for the Minnesota game this week. Create a bingo card of things that could happen during Iowa, Minnesota. Where the total, by the way, has opened oh at 32 and a half. And that's this, like a college basketball game opening at like
1: 88. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God.
0: This is just ridiculous. And I see here that AP, AP in their lead is calling Iowa's style throwback. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. This would insult football all the way back to about the 1920s. single wing football is more entertaining than what Iowa is giving us right now. You're not wrong on that. And, of course, on the other end of this, Penn State defeated Massachusetts sixty-three nothing. We were both right. Massachusetts didn't score. Penn State, unfortunately, though, scored more scored points in the points. total by, the, by themselves. Yeah, brutal. Yeah, UMass gained just one hundred nine yards. They ran fourteen plays on Penn State's side of the field. All fourteen of those were in the final two drives of the game.
1: Told you. <laughs> <laughs> They literally had the junior varsity team in the game. No obviously. kidding, yeah.
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, Michigan beat Indiana 52-7, to and Ohio State beat Purdue
1: 41-7. to These Big Ten games are really exciting. Glad Fox paid all that money to show the Big Ten. I mean, my God. No wonder they no wonder they did they scavenged the Pac twelve and, and stole everybody because like, they realized what a scam they had bought themselves into and had to bail themselves out. Uh Indiana was like up seven nothing and and had outgained Michigan like 124 to nothing in did the first Michigan quarter have a scrubs Michigan in the start? It, it, they went back to back three, three outs no yards to, to start the game. And I was like, oh, wait, what's this? And then Michigan just said, all right, we're done. we're done playing. So the Big Ten put out
0: its 2024 schedule. And they don't note divisions, so I'm guessing that they're not going to have it. There's any. no divisions. There
1: are no divisions okay. as of next year.
0: This schedule is about as screwball as you thought it would be. Yes, there's some good games. You got Oregon at Michigan, Michigan at Washington, USC at Michigan, Ohio State at Oregon. Penn State at USC, Washington at Penn State. Yeah, that's all good and cool. But you also have to see Washington at Indiana, Michigan State at Oregon, Northwestern at
1: Washington. cheat, oh, gee, that's, that's a little too much purple there. Good God.
0: Oregon at Purdue. Our famed Rutgers at USC is
1: going to happen in year one. USC doesn't have to go to Piscataway. Rutgers has to go to L.A. That's too bad. Yeah.
0: I wanted USC and Piscataway. No, you know who does have to go to Piscataway? Washington. Oh, no. And then the highly entertaining Illinois at Oregon. Oof. Good grief. I, the big, What the Big Ten's doing to themselves is they're creating a two-tier system where there's going to be six or seven really good teams. And then just trash in the bottom 11.
1: That's, that, that is a feature. It's not a bug. They're going to take it to the next step where you have promotion and relegation between the top and the bottom of the league. I'm convinced this is where this is going to go.
0: Uh, and I can see They'll, that as long as you're doing it within the Big Ten,
1: you can yes, do it. exactly. You can't, can't do it between conferences, it out but you can do it, can't, it Yeah, you the can't conference. do it between conferences. As much as I would love for them to figure out a way to do it, it's not going to happen unless unless you have the SEC uh, subcontract affiliate somehow with the Sun Belt or whatever. Yeah, it's just a stupid example I'm pulling on my ass. But yeah, I think within the within the league, you can make a you know you can make the Big Ten legends and the Big Ten leaders. No, 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 it would be be
0: the Big Ten Legends and the Big Ten West. Be the Big Ten West. (laughs) Well, no, because half the teams in the Big Ten Legends would be from the West. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Actually, there you go. It would be the Big Ten West and the Big Ten Least. How about that?
1: The Least. There you go.
0: Over in the ACC... We thought this might be a bounce spot for Louisville, and by God, it was Pittsburgh. I didn't think it was going to be like that. Well, I didn't think it was going to be this bad either. Pittsburgh oh upset some 38-21.
1: Nice job, Louisville. You know, we were talking about, you know, you know, Florida State, Carolina, Louisville, all undefeated. Louisville's got this favorable schedule. They're all going to wind up undefeated. Didn't have Louisville doing the job to Pitt on the uh, on the bingo card there. Good grief! You cannot lose to Pitt in that spot. I'm sorry. That is brutal. Absolutely ridiculous uh, from Louisville. You you skipped over. You don't even have Carolina on the format sheet. Are you fucking kidding me? Top oh, I, I was, was going to get there. I was going
0: to get there.
1: You know wait, wait, we got to get
0: through all this weird shit before we get to the. I
1: come on. It
0: did you really think North Carolina was going to have problems with Miami?
1: I've watched Carolina football enough years that I know weird things happen and, and stupid stuff. Uh, but, no, Carolina you know, goes down 17-14 at halftime and then comes out and outscores them 21 nothing in the third quarter and uh, looks quite impressive in putting the game away. The defense continues to look competent And they have, oh, my God, they've moved some team ahead of Alabama in the AP poll and into the top ten. My God, I need more uh, – <laughs> the, the, the drinks I need for, for that news don't uh, contain caffeine. I'll just say that. So the problem that Louisville now has, I mean, this great
0: easy schedule, now becomes their detriment because they yep. they can't control their destiny anymore. They can't beat Florida State because they don't play them. They can't beat North Carolina because they don't play them.
1: Nope. They have to hope that somebody else knocks one of those two teams off. Twice because the the tiebreaker is going to wind up screwing them because they're not going to have the win percentage on the uh that, on the schedule.
0: Could, well it it depends now because it depends on who they're who they're tiebreaking with
1: yeah Florida, I think Florida State care I think both of them got have got them covered but maybe they get Florida State I don't know
0: and then Duke beat North Carolina State 24 to three this was crazy Duke only ran 41 plays. But averaged seven
1: point four yards each play. Come on, State. Dude. Glad MJ Morris fixed that offense for the Wolfpack. Oof. Henry Bellin the fourth. Great Duke name.
0: He's four for twelve passing for a hundred and seven
1: yards and two touchdowns. State, how do you let that happen? Come on, are they running the army triple option here? What are they doing? I was doing? just going to say that that's like an that's a
0: military stat line. Yeah, and meanwhile, Jordan Waters had 123
1: yards rushing on 13 carries. I thought State's defense was supposed to be the one holding them up here. I guess not.
0: In fact, you know, I, I didn't look at this. I wonder how many how many third down attempts Duke had in that game. Clearly, not enough. <laughs> If any, I'm thinking. Oh, they were the team that was one for nine on third down conversions. Oh, good God. <laughs> I knew I saw that stat somewhere. Yeah, ridiculous. But Duke wins, and Duke is still undefeated. So, i see
1: you got Duke involved here, still. Yeah, everybody's kind of written Duke off. You don't know Riley Leonard, but, you know. Although they are two touchdown dogs
0: Florida State this week. And I don't think Florida State's going to let them go seven and a half yards every time they snap the ball.
1: Probably not. Uh, we'll see if Riley Leonard's back. They're saying he's day-to-day. That just, I find that's, it hard to believe.
0: I, I find that really hard. Unless Duke has some super rehab machine that nobody knows about and they're they're breaking it out for Riley Leonard, there's no way he's playing this week.
1: Well, I would say that Mike Krzyzewski knows where the – where the doctor is in Germany that Kobe Bryant went to to miraculously recover from from all his crap, but but Mike Shostovsky proved a few weeks ago that he doesn't care about the uh, the Duke football program because he couldn't even show his face for game day. So,
0: you know what that ended up being? What what what, was what that? Kobe took? It, it was it was PMP or PRP PMP the the plasma enriched protein. HGH. <laughs> no no it was not steroids. It, it's it's reinjectable. Uh, protein plasma and it's now done in the united states okay. It's just like as usual european medicine is so far ahead of american medicine so
1: that's how aaron rogers is going to play football for the jets again this year right uh, yeah exactly okay you do that aaron eh, yeah hey come on
0: he's now second fiddle on the pr train to taylor swift he's got to
1: do something you've already no let's move on we're not talking about this shit come on
0: pat mcafee is going to pay taylor swift millions of dollars a week to be on his podcast
1: good god
0: yeah i'll I'll talk about that sometime in the future too now that we've learned about that so over it let's go to the pac-12 oregon state beat ucla 36 24 dj ugulele throws a couple of touchdown passes oregon state remains in the title chase
1: uh, take what we can get, because uh, their, their Pac-2 brethren certainly are not. No, no.
0: Arizona beat them badly, and we're, by them, we're talking about Washington State. 44-6 to as an 8-point dog. My God, that, that was the easiest money line winner you could find this week. Noah Fafita got to start this week, even though it was said that Jaden DeLora probably could play. And I'm thinking after this game... Jaden yeah. DeLore can be hundred and ten percent and not playing at quarterback until Fafita gets hurt.
1: He can go down the uh, the the Tate Martell transfer portal. Yeah, it's too bad too because DeLore was a nice little quarterback. He was. It, you said it a couple weeks back. You thought Arizona might have something here. They played Washington really tough. They looked great last week. All of a sudden, it's like, oh man, look at, look at what we've got here with the Wildcats. The of the of the also rans in the Pac twelve. I think you're dead on. They're definitely the best of the best. You know, if they catch
0: a couple of breaks, they might not just be an also-ran. They have two losses right now. It's going to be really, really, really tough. But they host Oregon State and UCLA, and they host Utah. They catch some breaks. Two losses might get them second place.
1: Yeah, they're not that good, but they're at least good enough to make us think that there's a chance.
0: Uh, Dude. We didn't think they were 44-6 to good against Washington State this past week. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. By the way, Utah beat Cal 34-31. They got 158 yards rushing and two touchdowns out of a kid, Sione Vacky, who is their starting strong safety. Versatility works, I guess. Good Lord. Travis Hunter isn't even the best two-way player in the Pac-12 now. Who?
1: Big boy statements.
0: Vackey also had four tackles. Yeah, if your if you're running back group is that depleted, but if it works, it works. Moving to the SEC, Georgia beats Vanderbilt 37-20, but the big news out of there was that Brock Bowers left with an ankle injury uh, in the second quarter, and
1: he looked pretty hobbled as he came off the field. Thought they said that everything was negative, but... That doesn't mean he ain't got a high ankle sprain. He's going to be on the shelf for a few weeks. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, he's got a by,
0: and then they've got the cocktail yeah. party. So maybe he can find Riley Leonard's doctor and, uh, you know, shoot that ankle up. Absolutely. After we recorded this podcast, it was released that Brock Bowers was going to undergo surgery for that ankle injury. It looks like it's going to be about four to six weeks. He might be back before the season ends, although right now it's being called season-ending surgery.
1: That game was far too competitive for Georgia. There's no reason that you got Vanderbilt hanging around within 10 points in the fourth quarter. Come on.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it's the week before a bye. You've had some big games. It's only Vanderbilt. Yeah, you know, I, I can see them letting down and still not be in any danger
1: of losing that game.
0: Counterpoint,
1: it's only Vanderbilt.
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Florida beat South Carolina forty one thirty nine. Graham Mertzers are four hundred and twenty three yards, three touchdowns. Now they're prepping for the cocktail party.
1: Where they will probably get beat by twenty. Probably, yeah. Go through the card this week. It's Georgia and everybody else. The SEC's not good this year. It's just not. They're not.
0: They're not. Tennessee beat Texas AM twenty to thirteen. Oof. They now go to Alabama this week. We've got one more hope
1: that Alabama can get dropped. Uh circle the calendar game for the tide there with Tennessee coming to Tuscaloosa after last year's upset. We'll yeah. see, but I'm not holding my breath. No, me neither. I'll say this. I don't think Alabama's going to beat them like 50 to nothing because I don't think Alabama can score 50 on anybody this year. But I could totally see Alabama winning that game like 20 to 3 or some bullshit. Oh, I, I, I would advise not to watch it.
0: I, I, I'm thinking Tennessee holds like a 17 to 13 lead going into the fourth quarter. And then Jermaine Burton... Calls in like five passes for 200 yards and two touchdowns in Alabama. And you get the two
1: touchdowns, and then Bama wins by 10 or whatever it is. Yeah. That sounds about right.
0: I, Bama struggled against Arkansas. I, it wasn't really as close as 24-21 because Arkansas scored the last touchdown. But Jalen Milrow. Yeah, couldn't get the ball back. 10 for 21 for 238 yards. 10 for 21. You go 10 for 21 against Tennessee, you might get beat.
1: You get your butt beat. Arkansas was down 24-6. If they, if they could just get the stop, get the ball back, they had a chance to make it interesting, but Alabama converted a couple of big third downs on the final drive, ran out the last seven minutes of the clock or so to uh, hold on. Into, it was a home game in Tuscaloosa there. Arkansas competed with them. But just Alabama's, they're winning, but again, I think it says more about the rest of the league than it does Alabama. They're just so underwhelming right now. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Let's head over to the Big
0: 12 real quick. Oklahoma State beats Kansas 39-32. That puts them into the category of one loss contenders right now. They avoid Texas and of course they have Oklahoma.
1: Yeah, the Bedlam game's going to wind up be meaning something, but I just I, they're not on. They're not Oklahoma. Oh, on Oklahoma uh, Yeah, they're not on Oklahoma's level. Uh but that's a good win for the Pokes there. They needed that.
0: Kansas State beats Texas Tech 38-21. Kansas State coach Chris Kleiman replaces Will Howard with freshman Avery Johnson because he said Texas Tech was giving up the quarterback run. Johnson runs 13 times for 90 yards, but also was eight for nine passing for 77 yards. It might be interesting to see who's quarterbacking
1: next week for the Wildcats. Good coaching move there. I like that. Texas Tech had been uh, had been solid all season long. It's a good win for K State.
0: And TCU beats BYU 44-11. to uh. Chandler Morris hurt. Redshirt freshman Josh Hoover comes in and throws for 439 yards and four touchdowns.
1: Maybe Hoover should have played against Colorado to start the season.
0: Yeah, maybe. Well, Although, I mean, it wasn't like TCU didn't score against Colorado. But maybe he could have put up 70. Point
1: stands. But yeah, maybe he could have put up 70. <laughs>
0: In the Mountain West, Air Force beat Wyoming 34-27. Pretty close game until the very end. John Lee Eldridge, 58 yards for the game-winning TD with 2.17 to go.
1: Continue to be impressed with the Air Force.
0: So only they and UNLV are unbeaten. UNLV beats Nevada this
1: past week. Nevada's horrible. I I told you that to start the season, but Nevada's bad. They're living up to all of my expectations. (laughs)
0: One concern Air Force has is their quarterback, Zach Lehrer, injured. Somehow, he walked off under his own power but didn't play the final quarter. They play Navy this week, which is probably the de facto Commander-in-Chief Trophy Championship. Probably, yeah. Fresno State beat Utah State 37-32. Logan Fife leads a 72-yard drive. Malik Sherrod gets the touchdown run with 219 to go. Just remember, it was just last year. Logan Fife started four games, went 4-0 and when Jake Ehner was injured. Fresno State stayed in contention and ended up winning the Mountain West title.
1: Yep. I know Fresno got knocked off by Wyoming a couple weeks back. I I, I still like the Bulldogs here.
0: And in the late night get-back game, San Diego State beat Hawaii 41-34. Freshman running back Lucky Sutton scores his first two collegiate touchdowns.
1: Nice, very nice. Let's see who I hang around in on that one, too.
0: In the American big game, Tulane beats Memphis 31-21. That definitely gives Tulane the big edge yeah. in getting to the American title game. That was their toughest game of the year. They don't play SMU. They don't play Texas-San Antonio, I believe. They should go through the rest of the season unbeaten. Probably. Florida Atlantic beats South Florida 56-14. Daniel Richardson, formerly of Central Michigan, throws for 382 yards and three touchdowns in place of Casey Thompson, formerly Texas and Nebraska. Florida Atlantic now meets fellow unbeaten Texas San Antonio, another big game in the American this week.
1: We'll see if UTSA is... uh righting the wrongs of their early part of the season. They were very underwhelming to start off, but it seems like they might be getting their stuff together. They might be. I'm, I'm still not convinced. but I'm not either. I, we'll find they've out at this least week. Got themselves. They've at least got themselves into a position where they can prove me wrong. In Conference
0: USA, Liberty beat Jacksonville State 31-13. We might as well just wrap up Conference USA right now because it's going to be Liberty in Western Kentucky because the next best team in there is Jacksonville State, who's not eligible to play in the title game. Exactly. And in the Sun Belt, we probably have the same thing, because James Madison's looking really good there and not eligible to play. They beat Georgia Southern. James Madison's ranked in the top 25 this week. Oh, are they and Rightfully now?
1: so. They are. They're twenty fifth, and much as I'm,
0: I'm shocked that that many writers knows know that James Madison has a football. Ah, they just
1: saw the name. It was like, hey, that was the guy from Hamilton. threw him in there. So.
0: <laughs> Jordan McLeod, two hundred fifty nine yards and three touchdowns. This kid is the next Grayson McCall.
1: Hmm. Big boy statements. Shout out to Abby Labar on the sideline coverage for ESPN. Nice to see her back on a uh, on TV after uh, her shenanigans.
0: Oh wait a minute, I d I don't know about shenanigans. Is this really that, was, that that was an
1: inside that was an inside reference that maybe five people will understand. Ah,
0: so. uh-huh. okay. Yeah. Also in the Sun Belt, Coastal did beat App State twenty seven twenty-four, and Georgia State beat Marshall forty one twenty four. Marshall losing for the first time. And that means Madison is the only unbeaten team left
1: in the Sun Belt. Yeah, the Dukes are good.
0: So let's get to this coming week's card. We, again, start out fast on Tuesday. It's all Conference USA and Sunbelt. Middle Tennessee at Liberty. It's Liberty's toughest game left on their schedule. 4 p.m. Vegas time on CBS Sports. It's a good game if you need something to watch. And then at 4.30, you got Southern Miss at South Bama on ESPN2 and Western Kentucky at Jacksonville State on the U. It seems like it's a must-win game for Western Kentucky, but truthfully, I think they can lose this until finish second. They've already beaten Middle Tennessee and Louisiana Tech, so they have all the tiebreakers over them.
1: Yeah, yep.
0: Then on Wednesday, we've got Florida International at Sam Houston on CBS Sports, and at 6, New Mexico State at UTEP on ESPN2.
1: New Mexico State-UTEP should probably at least be close.
0: Uh, I wouldn't
1: watch that Sam Houston State game, though.
0: Yeah, it it could be close. I'm not sure it's going to be
1: good exactly yeah i chose my words for a reason <laughs>
0: do you have any plays on any of these games i do not i have one i am going to take the florida international sam houston total under 39 and a half uh we know how bad sam houston's offense is except for the one time that we bet the under on him i, I don't yeah, think that's uh... going to happen again Florida International has a nice running game that will keep the clock moving. So I'll take under 39.5, which is a full touchdown more than the Iowa-Minnesota total. (laughs) On Thursday, James Madison is at Marshall, 4 p.m. on ESPN. At the same time, Rice is at Tulsa on ESPN2. And I'll tell you right now that if Tulsa remains a three-point favorite, I'm taking Rice. All right. All right. On Friday, the lone game is SMU at Temple. That's at 4 p.m. on ESPN2. Temple lost this past week to North Texas without
1: E.J. Warner.
0: Temple season's going to
1: hell in a half-basket, unfortunately. Absolutely, yeah, it's not good.
0: On Saturday, I mentioned the Air Force-Navy game on CBS at 9 a.m., but you better go picture-in-picture because the big game is Penn State at Ohio State on Fox.
1: Finally, one of the big boys in the Big Ten have to play somebody, and they happen to be playing the big boys of the Big Ten. So uh, the first domino to drop in the Big Ten will happen this Saturday. That's a big-time game at the Horseshoe.
0: Other than that, there's really not much going on at 9 a.m. Again, it's a week slate. I I guess you could turn on the Big Ten Network for Rutgers in Indiana.
1: Or you could not. (laughs) Good grief.
0: At twelve thirty, you have Tennessee at Alabama. Please, Vols, beat Bama.
1: I've got Bama as a nine and a half point favorite right now, which seems like a lot. We'll check back on this later in the week. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But then again, you know, Jermaine Burton, two hundred and fifty yards, two touchdowns, he single handedly outscores Tennessee. Could happen. At the same time on ABC. Washington State at Oregon. If there's any hope left for one of the Pac-2 teams, Washington State needs to get this upset.
1: Yeah, they need it. They need it bad. I don't see it happening, though. On
0: NBC, by God, if they haven't killed us already, Minnesota
1: at Iowa. Oh, my God.
0: I I wonder. We we need to check what the ratings have been on these NBC Big Ten games. They've
1: got to be horrendous. They've been bad. The games have been bad. I don't know about the race. The games have been bad.
0: <laughs> on ESPN, Oklahoma State at West Virginia. Loser here
1: is out of the Big 12 race. That's going to be entertaining, though. I don't know if it'll be good. It'll be entertaining, so.
0: Another entertaining game.
1: South Carolina
0: at Missouri on the SEC Network.
1: Yeah, that could be, that could be entertaining. Uh, Missouri went to Lexington and kicked the crap out of Kentucky this week. A good win for... Uh, For the Tigers there, the uh, Missouri might be shaping up trying to uh, sneak back into things here.
0: Let's see, at 1 p.m. on ESPNU, you got Toledo at Miami of Ohio. Uh, It'll be a decent test for Toledo, but they should come out on top there. And at 3.30, my God, your North Carolina Tar Heels are facing the rough and tough Virginia
1: Cavaliers on the CW Network. If that game was in Charlottesville, I would be terrified, but it's not, so I, I, I'm i confident that Carolina can can win straight up as a 23-and-a-half-point favorite.
0: <laughs> You're secure at 23-and-a-half points, huh?
1: Yeah. Uh, guard is up. Guard. Carolina has not – I'm curious as to how many times – I told you last week that they there's like only four times ever – that a 5-0 and or better Carolina team had played a home game right ever. right I'm trying to figure out how many times they have played a home game as a top 10 team. I'm guessing it's right around the same. so
0: Well, and I gather now this is the first time ever as a 6-0 and team at home.
1: There you go, exactly.
0: 4 p.m. slate is pretty barren. I guess the yeah. best game might be Mississippi at Auburn on ESPN.
1: Maybe, but man, Auburn looked horrible against LSU. I mean, LSU is pretty good, but God, they didn't even compete uh, with the Tigers. Ole Miss on the road there. Maybe Auburn could do something at home. I don't know. It might be entertaining. Again, it might not be good. not good, but entertaining.
0: Uh, TCU at Kansas State might be interesting, uh, just to see who starts at quarterback for both teams. That's on ESPN too. Fair point. At four thirty, you got Duke at Florida State on ABC. Michigan and Michigan State on NBC again NBC could run reruns of friends just anything my god it get cheers
1: it. They, they could do let's see for the three hour block they could go cheers friends uh Frazier, the Cosby show uh oh and then they could they could do an hour of Miami Vice let's do that I would you watch, know, that I'd watch, I'd that watch that Michigan before, Michigan I, State. before
0: I watched Iowa Before I watched Iowa Minnesota. That's for damn. Bad. Oh, you're not lying. Yeah. Heck. I'd watch some of their bad uh actually uh how about how about the A team or BJ and the Bear or uh <laughs> <laughs> Good god. I I'd, I'd still watch those over Minnesota Iowa. At 5 you got Utah at USC. Will Cam Rising make an appearance. That's on Fox.
1: Will USC's defense make an appearance?
0: No, they will not. I I guarantee that. Just checking. And then the late-night get-back trio, UCLA at Stanford on ESPN, Arizona State at Washington on Fox Sports 1, and then another FCS matchup. It's Montana State at Sacramento State on ESPN 2. I figure Montana State's probably going to be about an 8-point favorite, even though they're on the road. That sounds about right. You know, the cool thing with with FCS games is they're in towns where there's nothing better to do than watch a decent college football game. Yeah, and I guarantee that Sac State will put every butt in every seat in that little stadium that night.
1: Every eighteen inches, it'll be a happening.
0: I it it might seat three thousand, I think, and it'll be filled to the well. There's no rafters, but I mean. There will be no seats without butts in them.
1: Jam packed to the proverbial rafters. There we go.
0: So that's it. We're going to come back on Wednesday and talk about the gambling implications of this past week's card and give you more guaranteed winners or the rest of the season's free because that's what we do here.
1: Absolutely.
0: I have nothing else for the listening audience. I have nothing else either. Take us home with great moments in Minnesota-Iowa football history.
1: I was going to say, if we're putting butts in seats for Tony Schiavone, Mick Foley, and The Rock. <laughs> there you go. That's the best producer of the business, Alan Caps. I'm Mikey Watson. We'll do this Wednesday. We'll make some plays. We'll make some money. We'll do it right here on Six Year Seniors.